They did not make me feel like I was part of this foursome. I felt like the outsider and I felt like I wasn't good enough. And it's bad enough that women already feel like they're not good enough as it is in the golf world, but to throw that on top of it. And here's the thing. If you have one bad experience, you're never gonna go back. You're never gonna do it again. You're not. Why would you allow yourself to be a compromiser up against something like that? Because golf is a wonderful game. It is a great game to get to know people. That's why people go out on the golf course and do business. That's why people go on the golf course and get to know other people and spend four hours with that person. It's because they want to get to know them and really have a good time. Mm not to be feeling like you're not good enough or someone's not gonna talk to you because you're a female. So Golfing Buddy was created to empower people to find other people just like them to go play golf with so that they don't feel the anxiety, they don't feel the stress. They personally can go and cherry pick the people they wanna play golf with and not be forced to be paired with someone. Welcome to the Mod Golf Podcast, where we speak with the influencers, disruptors, entrepreneurs, and innovators who are shaping the future of golf. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. If you're new to the Mod Golf Podcast, thanks so much for joining us. And if you enjoy what you hear, please subscribe to the show to learn about our upcoming episode, listen to some previous ones, and to enter our latest golf product giveaway. So before we get started here, I want to say this. If you're listening in, there's a pretty good chance that you're a golfer, that you swing a golf club. And if you do, I'm really excited to announce that after five years of doing the Mod Golf Podcast and meeting all these awesome people and businesses in the golf space, that we have launched the Mod Golf Pro Shop, which is a curated space where brands that we love, products that we use and we support, they're on there. And you, as one of our Mod Golfers, you receive a unique discount using the promo code MODGOLF to get between 10 and 20% off these awesome products. So hey, go check that out. It's at modgolfpodcast.com. I'll include that in the show notes. Have a look and hey, with your golf game, if you want some awesome stuff, some products at a nice discounted price for you as part of our tribe, go check that out at the Mod Golf Pro Shop. Okay, so going to get started here now. And I'm your host, Colin Weston. And my guest today is Kat Ramirez, who is, gosh, Kat does so many things, bit of a mouthful, but they're all awesome. She's a podcaster, public speaker. She's a military veteran woman of influence award recipient and founder of golfing buddy which is the tie-in to everything we're doing golf here cat and i connected on linkedin where i have to say she is an industrial strength influencer in sales and marketing and so much more and she's uh she's just an all-around awesome human being who's lots of fun so with that intro cat hey welcome to the mod golf podcast how's it going Hey, Colin, I, it's going great. And I love that intro. It makes me feel so big. <laughs> well, hey, you uh, you deserve that. You've earned that because you go at it every day and you earn that. So, hey, Kat, we always love to start off the Mod Golf podcast with a little bit of an icebreaker here to get to know you a little bit. And let's start with getting to know you around golf. So can you share with our listeners the first time ever in your life you picked up a golf club, that experience, and about the power of invitation? Who invited you? Who welcomed you to golf in the first place? Oh, my God. I love this. I can't wait to share this. <laughs> so so years back, a long, long time ago, it was when I was in my 20s, late 20s, I dated a guy and he was a big golfer, right? He would go golfing all the time and always go with his buddies. And I would beg 
beg. I would say, hey, bring me, take me. I want to learn. He just shrugged me off and said, this is my boy time. This is mm. my time with the boys, okay? Mm. So lo and behold, after seven years of being together, we broke up. And guess what I did? I bought myself a set of clubs. <laughs> I signed up for lessons and I joined EWGA, Executive Women's Golf Association. I Love said, it. screw it. For some reason, I really, really wanted to play golf and he would never take me out. And I was offended by that. So I took it up on myself and I joined the organization and those ladies welcomed me with open arms. Love this. Love. So you actually talk about the power invitation. You invited yourself since your boyfriend didn't. Maybe that's one reason why he's your ex-boyfriend. Maybe there's many other reasons, but we're not going to get into that today. We'll leave that one on the sidelines here. Well, I think that's his loss because that power of invitation, we've been talking about this in the last couple of episodes with some of our amazing guests. So how do you pay that forward then? Now, do you make a point since you were not invited in the first place? Not that's one of your uh, pile of grievances necessarily, but now do you use that in a positive way? Do you go to your way to invite people, especially other women, for their first golf experience? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm a big volunteer with some organizations here in introducing golf to younger people. But more importantly, this came back around 360. So my partner who I am with today, I play golf, I go out and he was a little jealous. He's in his 40s, mid 40s. And he started playing golf. He didn't play golf until he met me. And he was like, I really want to learn this golf game. And I said, sure, we bought him some clubs. We got him some lessons. We took him out. Now he plays way better than I do. Hopefully you're okay with that. I am okay. (laughs) I I don't know. I'm not quite convinced. No, I think you're okay with that. (laughs) My next question I want to ask you is a double-pronged icebreaker. This is something new that we're going to start doing here. I've been asking people questions this out at dinner parties and stuff, and I love the response I get. Since on the Mod Golf Podcast, we're about that intersection of golf, business, entrepreneurship. So we kind of touched on the golf side in your introduction to that. want to ask you this question. What was the worst, not the best, the worst job you have ever had in your life, and what positively did you learn from that experience? Another great question, Colin. You are just fantastic. I love this. (laughs) Okay. The worst job. And it's very easy for me to come up with this. And it's really, really sad. I was customer support for a bank, a huge bank. So the call center, this is when they had those big call centers and straight out of college, I took the job because I wanted to be in finance and banking. And that bank said, you got to earn your way up. We're going to start you in our call center. And so you sit in a room with a bunch of people and they're all taking calls and all these people are disgruntled. Everyone, there's no happy call. You don't get any happy calls in the call center, right? Nobody's happy. So Two things I learned from that, two positive things. Patience is a virtue. Mm -hmm. You can't have enough patience for someone that is yelling and mad at you for their own faults, right? Patience is a virtue. So they're mad because they have no money because they spent more money than they had in the bank, right? So patience is a virtue. The second thing I learned is You can't assume a lot of this stuff is common sense or people should have been trained in high school or college or wherever, how to balance a checkbook. You can't assume people know these things. So having assumptions is not a good thing. 
maybe some of these people just were never trained or taught how to balance a checkbook. And as simple as it might sound, it is a little complex for some people. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So patience and do not assume. So those are your two big takeaways that you've carried forward in your personal and professional life. I love this. All right. Very negative experience, you said, with that call center banking. Let's flip it around now. I do want to talk about the journey up to Mm -hmm. leading to you creating that aha moment with Golfing Buddy, but let's get right into this. We'll get to where you are now and then we'll work backwards. We're not going to do a linear thing here today. So obviously you're all about creating positive experiences with Golf Buddy, not having to deal with negative ones. So tell us about that. The aha moment, the why, all the great things you do, why you decided to expend the energy and resources and go for it to create the platform of Golfing Buddy. So tell us about that. Okay. My story is really twofold because there's two situations that really came together in order for this to come about. The first one, very blatant aha moment that this happened was my boyfriend who I introduced to golf that loves it now more than me and plays (laughs) way better than me. You got to let that Um, go. Let it, let it go. Let it go. (laughs) Let it go. I will. I'll let it go. No, you won't. Um, <laughs> we live in Wisconsin and it's cold. It's cold all the time. And so when it's summer and spring, we take advantage of the opportunities to play golf. That means if it's nice outside, we go outside and play golf. And one weekend, I think it was the summer of 2020 or 2019, He wanted to play and it was beautiful and I couldn't, I had stuff to do. I'm an entrepreneur. I had to get some stuff done. And I said, Hey, just call some of your buddies. See if you can find a buddy to go play golf with. And he exhausted all his efforts. So he couldn't find anyone. And he was pouting all week because he really wanted to play. And he's not someone who will go play by himself. He will not. Cause I even said, go play by yourself. No, 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 no. Not that kind of person. So After him pouting for a while, I said, you know, wouldn't it have been nice to have like a website or an app that you could found a golfing buddy to play with? I said, wouldn't that have been cool? So that was the aha moment, right? The, oh yeah, yeah. You could go search, see if someone's available and find that golfing buddy. So that is the one situation that really bubbled this up. And the next thing that really reinforced this and really got me to really do something about it was when we play golf, we're typically paired with other golfers because the golf courses want to maximize those opportunities. They got to make as much money as they can. And obviously they do, they have to, and I get it. There's nothing against that. But the thing that I am offended by is I'm a female, he's a male. We get paired with someone. And depending on who you get paired with is your experience in that course. And you're playing 18 holes. So that's what, four hours of time with these strange people. And so one time we got paired with these two gentlemen and immediately I could feel the tension. Like they had grumblings. They only talked to my partner, Jeff. They only talked to him. That was it. Not to me. There was no questions to me. There was no conversation. It was all to him. And I was offended by that. To take it a step further, 
is once I am stressed and I have this anxiety, I'm not going to play good. I'm really not relaxed and I'm not at my game, right? At right, potential. right. And I'm feeling really, really stressed. So I'm playing poorly and I'm telling Jeff, my partner, I'm, I really don't want to play now. I said, come the ninth hole. I think I'm just going to wrap this up because I'm just not feeling it. And they did not make me feel like I was part of this little foursome. I felt like the outsider and I felt like I wasn't good enough. And it's bad enough that women already feel like they're not good enough as it is in, in golf world, but to throw that on top of it. And here's the thing, Colin, is if you have one bad experience, you're never going to go back. You're never going to do it again. You're not. And why would you allow yourself to be a compromiser up against something like that? Because golf is great. Golf is a wonderful game. And it's a great game to get to know people. That's why people go out on the golf course and do business. That's why people go on the golf course and get to know other people and spend four hours with that person. It's because they want to get to know them and, and really have a good time, mm -hmm. not to be feeling like you're not good enough or someone's not going to talk to you because you're a female or whatever opinions they have. So Golfing Buddy really was created to empower people to find other people just like them to go play golf with so that they don't feel the anxiety. They don't feel the stress. They personally can go and cherry pick the people they want to play golf with and not be forced to be paired with someone per the golf course. Got it. So that was your aha moment. The pain point was suffered by you a yeah. little bit with your boyfriend, with him not being able to find people to play yeah. with, and then you with the Encore's negative experience. So as we know, in entrepreneurship, ideas are one thing that's less than 1% of the effort, 0.01% of the effort. It's then committing to it, getting the resources, putting the time in and executing and having the strategy. So what was your next step then? Just so everybody out there, if they're considering entrepreneurship or they have some ideas and they're looking to cross that chasm is like, what's my next step? What was your next step? What are the series of steps yep. that you did to then validate that there was not only a market for this, but like all these things, it's a great idea, but you know, will people pay for it? Is it a viable business? So tell us a little bit about that of what you did with customer discovery and developing the business model before you spent way too much time and way too much money delivering something on time on budget that no one wants to buy, which is the worst case scenario, which you wanted to avoid. And you obviously had. So, so tell us about that journey a little bit, please. Yeah. So you make a great comment because when people come up with these aha moments and they come up with an idea, you do have to substantiate it with validation of are you solving a problem? Is there a need for this? And so what I did was a series of things. So first off, I went to people and I said, hey, what do you think about this concept? So explaining it to a few people. And to be honest, I'm going to be totally honest. I went to a bunch of women because women are the ones that are challenged. Yes, They're more challenged yes. than men are. The feedback I got was, oh my God, Kat, that's a great idea. Here's the other thing to that. If you go to family and friends, they're going to say, oh my God, that's a great idea regardless. <laughs> I've, I've been there too. That's yeah. right. Then they go away. They go, oh my God, I wish they stopped talking about that thing. <laughs> <laughs> so be careful when you go to family and friends. That's they're gonna, right. They're going to cheer you on regardless, unless they're the haters. But, totally. Uh, totally. So yeah. So I went to a couple of people that are peers, not family and friends, but are peers that I thought, you know, let me test this. Let me ask. 
The next thing I did was I trademarked the name. I found the name. I trademarked it. And lo and behold, would I find out that golfing butt, nobody trademarked golfing buddy. And I'm like, what the hell? So of course I trademarked it and, and picked it up and bought the URL and everything. And so that secured my idea, uh, the brand. So then after that, it's deciding what platform, how am I going to build this out to accommodate the functionality of what I needed to do? Because the functionality is to match people with other people. So it has to ask a series of questions in order to match people that want to answer those series of questions and be matched with the same person, right? And so asking questions of, are you an adaptive golfer? Are you a beginner? Are you intermediate? Are you a parent with a junior? Really tailored around golfing questions of people that are unique or people that probably will be challenged in finding other golfers just like them. It's not based on, as someone poo-pooed on me on TikTok, it's not based on color. There's no discrimination, which I think it's so funny because they're like, oh, she's discriminating the race, color, creed. No, you can be purple. I don't care. (laughs) It really is about the nuances of golfing, right? Do you like to walk? Do you want to do a cart? Do you play nine holes? Do you play 18? Are you a social golfer? Are you a gambling golfer? These are all questions built in in the back end of Golfing Buddy. And these are things that I had to send samples of questions to different people and say, what do you think of these questions? Does this fit appropriately? Am I discriminating someone? You know, how does this align with what I'm trying to achieve? And so to get the feedback from some of my peers and mentors was just wonderful because again, I didn't want to insult anyone. I want I wanted it to be a very equal platform that was inclusive and diverse, inclusive and diverse. And that was my priority. So making sure that people could reach out to other people, male or female or both, male golfers and female golfers. Some people have a choice. Some people don't. And some people really don't care either or. Before you continue on this, I just want to jump in here and ask you, so, so for context for our listeners here, give us a timeline of when you acquired the Golfing Buddy URL and when you started to do user validation, these surveys. I would say that the URL was immediately when we had the aha moment. So I started looking for names to pick up on really quick. And then as far as the user feedback and trying to build it out and getting the foundation of it, I would say that started probably between a month to three months of trying to build out the platform, right? Trying to get the feedback, trying to get some input and really building it out correctly. So none of this was overnight, just so you know, because I I, now I remember this was the summer of 2019, the summer of 2019. I had a feeling that was the case. I just wanted everybody to reinforce here that these things don't happen overnight. Nope. And this is about consistency and 1% every day, kind of like our golf swings, right? If we want to get in the right direction, we're not going to go from, I'm a 16 handicapper. Do I want to be a seven? Yes. Am I going to get there in a week? Nope. But you work positively towards that and that's what you're doing. Okay. So yeah, I want to get that time frame for everybody to understand that this is now uh, three years in the making and continuing on in your journey. We are now going to take a short break to hear about a company that I really like and support. Attention all you fabulous women golfers. We are partnering with our good friends at Kenyona Sport to offer 20% off your purchase of stylish golf apparel using promo code MODGOLF. Save on tops, 
shorts, pants, skirts, dresses, skorts, jackets, vests, and accessories using the link my.kinonasport.com forward slash modgolf. I included the link in the show notes for this episode to make it nice and easy for you. That's my.kinonasport.com forward slash modgolf to receive 20% off your purchase using promo code modgolf. Happy shopping! Okay, so uh, so, yes. so keep going. So yep. next steps then. Yeah, so then it's interviewing developers and uh, programmers to find out what is a good fit for me, for my budget, for what I'm trying to achieve. Because I'm self-funded. I'm funding this through my other businesses. Uh, an opportunity for me because I could fund it through another business. And that's what I was doing. And that's what I continue to do. So it's not like I got angel investor, private investors, although I will take them to reach out. I will take them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am self-funding. So I had a budget for my website. And that is so important for any entrepreneur. Make sure you have a budget. Don't go over your budget. Mm-hmm. You have a budget. Talk to your programmers and developers about your budget and do not go over your budget. Be very, very strict to it. I had to cut out some things because I had a priority list. And when I built out my priority list was when I got the feedback from all my peers and mentors of questions to ask, things to have. So then I have a priority list of what do I want on my platform? How do I keep the people on my platform engaged and part of the tribe? How do I keep that going? I prioritized everything that I needed. Did I get everything on the platform on the first go around? No, no, because the budget would not allow. So do I have an ongoing list that I will update and add? Yes, absolutely. So it's, it sounds like because you had a budget, you're being very disciplined and very strict, perhaps a little more disciplined and strict than I've been in the past with budgets, but I'm getting better at it uh, <laughs> with our entrepreneurial ventures and endeavors. I don't know if you knew about the lean startup methodology or minimum viable product before that, where you don't want to have every single feature and benefit and put it out there. You want to have the ones that people want the most and just test those and build it. But it sounds like you were very disciplined by framing your budget and sticking to that, that you had to go with a minimum viable product product because there were only so many features that you were able to build for the budget that you had. So you had to figure out the ones that would have the most impact for engagement right out of the gate. That is correct. That is correct. So it's so important. Again, I'm I'm an entrepreneur, so I, I had to maintain the budget because this is a passion project of mine and I do want it to be alive and well and going. So as I found the developer and a designer, we started building out the website. We had a timeline. And so the timeline for the website that I had was three months. And as we built it out, I think we shortened that because I'm so anal. (laughs) I was on top of them. It didn't take three months, which is great. But we did have tweaking as it launched. Once the site was ready to go, I did not do a big blast. Hey, the site's live. I wanted to test it to find the bugs. That's the other thing. I didn't want to go guns blazing, pew, 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 telling everybody, hey, the site's live. It was a soft launch to get some user engagement to get feedback. Yeah, I felt like that was important, right? You want to make sure that what you build is really viable and people like it and it's user-friendly. Absolutely. And we've, we've talked about this in the podcast and the entrepreneurship space and startup space before. 
about what's called the technology adoption curve. So over time, that at the beginning, that like 5% of the population are those early adopters, those people that just embrace new things and they want to try it, they want to jump on board and they realize that it's not going to be perfect. And those are the people you want, whether they're friends or people you know that you can trust or those people that realize it may crash and it may not have all the functionality, but that's what you want. And then once you get past that, you're into that first third of the market, that early adopter phase where you've got some traction and you're a marketing expert. So you certainly know all about this. So, so it sounds like you're right now still in that early adopter phase. So tell us a little bit about this now and near the end of 2022, where you are just as far as, you don't have to give us necessarily numbers if you don't, <clears throat> don't want to share that, but the traction that you have just as far as yeah. uh, your user base and are you generating revenue right now with that? Okay. So tell us about the business a little bit. Yep. So once the website launch was in 2020, when we had COVID, right? COVID. Mm -hmm. And people were able to golf, but people could not golf with strangers, which is the unfortunate thing. So Mm -hmm. yet would it have been a great time to go guns a blazing? Yes, but people couldn't use it because you can't golf with strangers. Correct. So so 2020 was kind of silent for us because I had to build my own business. At the end of 2021, we started then announcing it and getting it out there. All organic, 2022, we do spend money on getting awareness, but 2021 toward the end, we did not. And I am so proud of that because every member on the site is organic and real, real. And I want to emphasize that because I do know that people launch things like this and they put a lot of fake people, avatars, personas. We did not do any of that. We probably average about five organic people signing up every week. I love that. I Mm -hmm. love that. And that's by nature of having good SEO on the back end, right? Doing some good social media, doing some good promotion in groups. We do a lot of outreach. Do we have paid subscribers? No, we're not going to have paid subscribers until we fill the house. And people ask me, what, what is filling the house? Well, when I feel like... <laughs> When I feel like we're there and I don't feel like we're there yet. We're just under a thousand organic members and I'm okay saying that because they're all real. And I'm very proud that my members are real. I've been on other sites when people doing something similar and you are seeing people from different countries or they're fake. I don't want any of that. And Twitter started like that. And now Twitter's kind of beaten up because they started with a lot of fake profiles, right? And they had a lot of bots. I don't want to have any of that. I want my site to be very pure and clean with real people. I, I love this. And I, I embrace that same mindset. I'm five years in with the Mod Golf podcast and we're excited. We almost have reaching the 100,000 download mark, which is great. And that's something we're going to celebrate. But I'm the same way, just even on social media and with our newsletter, it's engaging and the people want to be there. I'm sure you get the same thing inbound with emails all the time as far as opportunities you know, for paid subscriptions and mail lists or whether it's on Instagram or others, sub for sub, as you call it. You subscribe to me, I'll subscribe to you. And I want none of that, all of those vanity metrics, right. as we call it, to actually be authentic with our marketing and earn those opportunities. So using the M word with marketing, the fact you are a marketing expert of one of the many hats that you do wear, my friend. I want to talk about this a little bit as far as expanding. You touched on a little bit of the marketing that you do. You talked about SEO. So everybody's wondering, what the heck is this SEO? So that's search (laughs) engine optimization as far as how do people find you out there in the internet? So tell us a little bit about that using one of your superpowers, your secret sauce that we all need as entrepreneurs. We can't be good at everything, but we are great at some things. And marketing 
and sales is one of yours. So tell us about your strategy. So people out there wondering, well, I've got this thing now and I can't really get the word out. So maybe give some nuggets of wisdom or tips that apply to you of your approach here with Golfing Buddies for your marketing strategy, not only now, but perhaps what you're ready to unlock once you actually build up your user base even more. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm happy to share this because if anybody can use the same strategies and grow their platform or startup, more power to them. In the beginning, when we weren't putting any dollars, again, we were joining Facebook groups and engaging with people that way. Not the intrusive way where you could get blocked and selling, selling, selling. No, none of that. Ours is more complimentary of congratulating people that had a hole in one and these are coming from golfing buddy, you know, hey, that's awesome. So really congratulating and being very thankful and gracious. And that's the organic way, right? And trying to get people to check us out. Because here's the thing is the more that you can engage in social media and compliment people using your platform socials, the more visibility you're going to get. And we really relied on that, heavily relied on that. And that was on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So those are the primary ones. Heavily using that, then transitioning from that to outreach engagement. So we have grown our partner list to I want to say now just over a thousand partner lists. And what is a partner? A partner is a golf course, an instructor, a shop, organization. So anything golf related. So we, we do outreach. And so we reach out to them. Hey, let's have a meeting. Let's talk. Let's find out how we can partner. And this is a win-win situation. So to have a thousand partners to me is ideal and perfect. Are all of them totally active and engaged? No, that's the next step. That's going forward. That's our plan of strategy. How do we get them engaged and really vocalize and show that golfing buddy is a partner with them? That's the next step. The other thing that we started to do as we were in 2022 was spend money. We spent money. We bought Google AdWords. We bought anything where someone was searching golf, golf lessons. And I think I really stuck with golf lessons because Again, I do want that beginner golf. I mean, anybody's looking for golf lessons, golf associations. So we stuck to a few keywords and we bought some Google AdWords. We still have that running and that will continue to run. And that does deliver to the website. And then the other thing is we do run retargeting ads on Facebook. I don't really run like targeted ads to get people to convert on Facebook because it's so inundated and Facebook's become this so convoluted thing. But I do run retargeting ads on Facebook so that we can retarget those people who are somehow engaged. They either went on our Facebook social page, saw a video or went on the website. So we retarget them. These are the current things that we're doing. Other than that, that's it. Besides me talking to people every day, as many as I can, about golfing buddy to get the word out. The plan for the future to eventually have ambassadors in different markets, to really lock in some associations and get the associations to really partner. So when I say associations, I'm talking like the Hispanic Golf Association, Adaptive Golf Association. So these are associations that I'm really targeting and trying to get in front of. Having those association partnerships, I think, is really a huge opportunity 
opportunity for us because we're helping them. It's a it's a win-win situation because our purpose is unified because our whole mission is to go after women golfers, minority golfers, veteran golfers, adaptive golfers, and parents with juniors, mm-hmm. the non-traditional golfer and including beginner golfers. So those guys that uh, are the beer drinking guys that will go out and play golf just to hang out with some other guys. Those are ideal clients. And that's who we're trying to target. We did do a few contests. I think we're going to hyper do that in 2023 is run some more contests and really give some heavy viable products once we secure these partnerships with companies that have products. So those to me would benefit us and really be a strength. Uh, well, I could that's, definitely agree with the power of, of contests because people love so, giveaways. They love free yeah. stuff. The big push for us is at some point to come up with some kind of affiliate program or a referral program and to be able to reward people to get more people to sign up is a positive thing and something that we should be putting in the works for 2023. The other thing is I'm now uh, reaching out to investors. I'm now trying to get in front of those people that we do need funding from to really blow this up. Do I see this being something that can blow up? Absolutely. And has other people tried to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Some have failed because I did my research and there are some that have succeeded in other countries. To me, competition is great. Competition is awesome. That means that there is a need. Uh, Absolutely. So I love that. Absolutely. And so really keeping a pulse on the environment and what's happening out in the marketplace. But golf is not going away. Golf blew up and grew during COVID. A lot of people were able to sample it. A lot of people were comfortable with it because they weren't paired or matched up with other people. Golfing is just an amazing sport that really helps people with discipline. And I'm an advocate for it. I'm an advocate for having more women get into golf, more juniors get into golf, more minorities get into golf. Just a huge cheerleader when it comes to those areas of growth for golf, because I would love to see more people like me on the golf course, especially the up and coming, the younger people, the new people. I really, really would love to see that. All right, Kat. Well, hey, you know what? I could keep going on and on here because there's so many more questions I want to ask you. My head is full here, but you know, I got to show something that you do very well. I got to show some restraint. Going to show some discipline. I got to show some patience that you learned in your worst job ever there that you told us earlier. Thank you for that story. So you and I are now going to jump on a video call. We're going to record that for our Mod Golf YouTube channel. Going to ask you a couple of different questions, mix that up. So hey. All you listeners out there, hopefully you'll join us and become viewers over there on the Mod Golf YouTube channel. And I will include the link for the YouTube video in the show notes as I always do. So Kat, hey, as we finish up here, how can our listeners learn more about Golfing Buddy and uh, and learn a little more about you? Yeah. So anybody can sign up for a free account. If they go to golfing-buddy.com, you can go directly to there and make sure that you click on the free account. A lot of people are missing that and I have to go back in and apply it, which is okay too. That's okay. And then the other thing is if you're a business 
and you want to be a corporate partner, those are free until we fill the house. And that allows you access to a corporate directory, which we promote on social media, as well as you get a corporate account on the Golfing Buddies so that you can solicit your opportunities, your discounts to the golfing community. So if you want information about what we're doing and my story or more details, go to golfingbuddy.info. I-N-F-O. So that has the story and everything else. If you want to check out our corporate partners, go to golfingbuddy.co. So I'm using every URL I can use to really just capitalize on this. In the show notes, as I always do, I will include the links to Golfing Buddy and everything else you just mentioned there, Kat, to make it nice and easy for our listeners to learn more about you. So with all that, Kat Ramirez, hey, Thank you so much for joining me today on the Mod Golf Podcast, sharing your story. I'm looking forward to hearing more stories over on our YouTube channel in just a minute here. So again, thanks for joining me today on the Mod Golf Podcast. Thank you, Colin. <laughs> so that's a wrap for this episode of the Mod Golf Podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation about entrepreneurship in the golf industry, you can find more compelling episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen in. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on our homepage to hear about upcoming episodes and to enter our latest golf product giveaway. I'm your host, Colin Weston. Thanks very much for joining me. Bye for now. <laughs>